Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mine! Oh my goodness, I'm so happy today, Lyle. Really? I'm so unbelievably happy today. That's amazing. Why yeah. are you so happy oh, today? Dude, just this little cancer of stress in the back of my mind for months now has been alleviated as of this morning. Okay, and you've what done passed it over to me or something or other? No, no, it's been it's been resolved. It, it actually has to do with Kenya. Oh. So I actually oh. I left a box of souvenirs in Kenya with a shop that promised me they could post it to Australia for me mm-hmm. and do POD, payment on delivery, and I was like, "Wonderful, I don't have to worry about it. I can, you know, just spend my spending money on it right now. I can just pick it up when I get back to Sydney, right?" And they tried to swindle me basically. And uh, and they've been holding it ever since. And I literally had to call the Kenyan police in the end. Like it got to that point. Like for months now, it's been. But you haven't actually given them any money yet. No, but they're trying to get money out of me. They're trying to get me to like like, to the tune of several thousand dollars. So why don't you just walk away from it? Are you kidding me? It's like a big like all my souvenirs. I was like I was like great because I bought a statue of them, and I and they were like oh because I was I was umming and ahhing about it because even though it's not big. It's not a big statue, but like I was thinking suitcase size. Like a suitcase size, everything's suddenly massive. Like a pair of shoes is monstrous to a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in an hour. So the guy trying to sell it to me was like, look, we actually have a, a shipping company that we can sh- send it to you. Oh, so you'd already bought the souvenirs. It was the it. shipping company that was yeah. trying to swindle you. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, that's really nice. Would you mind also sending me all the rest of my souvenirs as well? Because I was like, great, I can just offload them into this one box and they'll post it to me. And they're like, yeah, sure, ah, okay, we this can makes, do that. This, this, this makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This and then they, this then they tried to, then they started like, oh, sorry, regulations have changed. You have to pay beforehand. And I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. Pay beforehand. <laughs> and it gets to Sydney, I have to pay again. Um, and so I, like, like it's now the end of August and uh-huh. this happened in the end of February and it's been months of emailing back and forth. Me having to get up at like two o'clock in the morning and call countries like Jordan. To find out whether or not what they're saying about the regulation change was true, which was not, blah, blah, blah. I am super grateful, Lyle, for friends, because in the end, I had to call friends, uh, friends who know police, friends who could help me. And uh, and in the space of like three days, it got sorted out and my box is now on its way to Sydney. <laughs> and it cost me like just a couple of hundred in the end. Only yeah. only you could accomplish this, Mon. Yeah. Only you could accomplish only this. Only God could accomplish that, <laughs> I tell you what. Anyway, uh, sorry, I've taken up all the time talking, Lyle. Oh, no, i got some good news to talk oh, about too. But tell anyway. me. No, no, go with tell, the news. Tell me next. Go with okay. the weather. Go Great show coming up for you today. This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. Whatever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up in the darkest night, then I know everything's gonna be alright. In deep confusion, in great despair, when I reach out for Him. He is there When I am lonely As I can be 
Then I know that God shines His light on me everybody that was the idea of north when god shines his light you're listening to faith fm we're about to have the first clue for our quiz yes indeed who am i which i haven't looked at yeah, i trust delisle okay to a certain degree i can trust I def- you as far as i definitely haven't you. definitely haven't looked at this one <laughs> i promise mm, <laughs> <laughs> he raises his hand <laughs> okay 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 who am i I know we had a Who Am I yesterday, but this is a good one. Uh, this is a Bible character. My father's name is Salmon. Or Salmon. Okay, I got it. You sure? I Let's do. Yep. You do got it. I do got it. Give that us one. a call if you've got it. Our number is 1 800 Faith FM. That's 1 800 324 843. Text your guesses 0491 Lyle, I think you might have to do your news first because my computer just died. Oh, yeah, I've got right a great news story right here. Right before the song ended the whole thing. I have, I have oh, positive. No, no, I have positive. Hang on, hang on. I have positive. Hang on. What are you grateful news? for? Because you said you I'll keep had it something. For tomorrow. I, okay, fine. Yeah, keep it for tomorrow. All right, where are we up to? This is positively different news. Where does this story start? Okay, India Ooh. is banning, cop this, Go on. 
the use of single uh, the use of single use plastics. Go on, banning it from Love the country, it. banning it from the country. Love I mean, it. This is one of the, the the world's largest populations, and they are just flat out banning it. Effective October two, plastic bags, cups. Plates, small bottles. So this was interesting because a lot of people in developing countries drink bottled water, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, there's no. If you're going to buy bottled water, buy a big one at least. Buy a big one. Yeah, amen. At least. Don't buy a million small bottles. So ban them. Ban small bottles. Good on them. And straws. Uh, so this is the world's second most populated nation. Uh, that is also one of the world's most polluted nations. Oh. They are banning the manufacture, the use, and the import. Oh, I'm so impressed. I love how third world countries are just leading the charge on this. They're like, what is wrong with developed countries? Do you know what I think it might be? I think it might be like third world countries haven't had this sort of first world stuff for so long. And they're like, do you know what? It wasn't that long ago that we managed to do without this. So let's just do without it again. While the rest of us living in America and Australia were like, we don't know how to survive without a plastic bag. (laughs) I know. We are such snowflakes. That's true. You know, and and the fact is human beings are ingenious creatures. And you remove something from their use and they find a way around it. That's it. You know, my wife stopped using plastic bags, stopped using plastic straws, uh, stopped using a whole bunch of single-use plastics, um, even Glad Wrap, like a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, a year down the track, you honestly you honestly don't know that you're missing it. You honestly it's don't know that you've miss- that it's not there anymore. It's like, it's just- why were we ever using that to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you think back to, you know, when I was a kid, we were using a heck of a lot less plastic than what we're using right now. I remember buying groceries in paper bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and loaves of bread for 20 cents each. But um, <clears throat> that was probably in the 70s. You know, and, and we did just fine. You know, human beings survived it's fine. Tr- yeah. We don't need this stuff. It's only been like a very small slice of time in the Earth's history that we've had plastic. You know, yeah. we'll be fine going back to where it was before. That's right. Humans will not die. You will not die if single-use plastics go. And we have so many developing countries that are leading the charge. I think one of the reasons is that their plastic is so much more visible because they don't have, uh, you know, garbage dumps, those kind of things. The waste and so systems the, we have. And so you can yeah. see it everywhere. Uh, people, people get in my case when I talk about, you know, plastics and plastic pollution and they're like what are you going on about and that's because the only people that ever give me a hard time over this story are people who've never traveled outside of australia the moment you travel outside of australia to a developing country and you see the level of pollution yeah 50 percent of all single-use plastics end up in the ocean yeah and 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 you see this you see this you know you go to the solomon islands and it's just tropical paradise until you put your snorkeling mask on. Yeah. And then the whole f- ocean floor is just like you want to throw up. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful tropical fish and tropical reefs and plastic litter everywhere. And so it's good to see these countries uh, that are leading the charge here and doing something about it. We need a whole bunch more countries to do exactly the same thing. Uh, in the EU, of course, uh, by 2021, they want to ban straws, forks, knives and cotton buds. Oh, wow. So, kind of good, but yeah, yeah. pretty lame compared to India. Yeah. Um, although the island of Hainan in China is planning to ban all single-use plastics by 2025. Uh, but once again, a little bit different from India that goes, yeah, uh, let's go October 2. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. Move on. No point waiting. Let's yep. just do it. Uh, I think that's the birthday of Mahatma Gandhi or something. Or oh, other. bless. So, yeah. they're doing it on a mm-hmm. uh, particular day. And they believe that this will reduce... 
the use of plastic in India by between 5 and 10%. That's pretty big when you consider that there yeah. is uh, 14 million tons of plastic going into India. And another part of the legislation is that the only plastic that they the only plastic that they're going to allow is recycled plastic. Okay, yeah. So you can't have plastic uh, in India that has been created from um, hydrocarbons. Yeah, it's got to be made from plastic. So there's gonna there's gonna be that that's gonna cultivate a uh, a culture where people collect all the plastic up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And send it in to be recycled. Yeah, which will hopefully and it's just- going to create industry mm-hmm. because there's a whole bunch of industries that are going to be hurt by this, but it creates other opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. And so your employment, you know, will sort itself out um, over time as the legislation. And sort I, of I do hope the government effect. has sort of taken, you know, an interest in making sure that um, that companies that do rely on, you know, their income by making some form of plastic. They've given a six month buffer zone. Okay. So nobody gets fined in the first six months. Okay. Yeah. You get you get in trouble six the first six months. To sort it out is a good time. Yeah, I think there's be some companies that are going to take a deep breath over that one. Yeah, I mean, especially ones where like they're importing to, to first world countries. Yes. You know, so much stuff these days are made in China, made in India, including lots of plasticky stuff. Man, the world is going to become very interesting. Oh, it's going to be cool. Okay. Anyway, I like this story. So this is another story. Uh, here in New South Wales, they're mm-hmm. building a Noah's Ark. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? For yeah. fish. I'm so confused. Okay, so, right so think about this, right? When Noah's Ark, when Noah built Noah's Ark, it was yeah. not for fish. It was for animals, and the fish survived just fine because they're like, hey, there's more water than usual. Let's, yeah, let's party. <laughs> yeah, we have friends. Except for the ones that got stuck in the mud and turned into fossils. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, here in New South Wales, um, last year we had some massive uh, fish kill-offs in our rivers due to the rivers becoming too low and the oxygen levels getting too low and the fish just died by the millions. And this summer, we are facing mass, not just mass kill-offs, but mass extinctions because the rivers are actually literally running dry. Mm -hmm. And the puddles that are left are not, you know, maintaining enough oxygen for fish to survive. And so they're they're building a a fish ark so that we can repopulate our rivers when they start running again with native species. Okay, that's totally not what I thought this story was going to yeah, be. Yeah, so there's not such a great uh, news story, but it is. Um, it does show the seriousness of the times in which we live. And, you know, the Bible says in uh, Psalms 24 and verse 1 that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those that live therein. And this earth is something that we need to be taken care of. We are called to be stewards of our planet. The Bible says it belongs to God and he has entrusted it into our care. Uh, we need to be doing whatever we can, and of course, you know, we've, as human beings do, we have messed up, and we have messed up our planet. But it is always a positive thing when humans do positive things about our planet, and particularly, you know, it'd be such a tragedy if we lost, you know, a whole bunch of species here in Australia just in just just, just in one year, mm. just because a whole bunch of rivers ran dry. You know, I was out there in the outback and driving through, you know, one dry riverbed after another after another, and driving across bridges, and there's just nothing under the bridge. Um, over and over and over again, and it's uh, it, it is critical out there. Um, had a very sad situation yesterday. I had to put down a cow for a friend. They bought they bought a cow. It had come from out west, and it looked to be in fine shape, but it wasn't. It was actually pregnant, but it was just all calf. Oh. And once they had the calf, it just there was nothing left, and it just died. Oh. 
and you know this is becoming a very common story. This is becoming Australia's forgotten drought because those of us who live on the coast uh, get to see a little bit of rain, and so we're not thinking about what it's like out west where it just hasn't rained for a very, very long time, and there's just rocks left. Mm. There's just rocks. That's all there is in a lot of these places. And so we need to really be thinking of our farmers at this time, thinking about, you know, there are towns out there that are rapidly approaching the zero hour where they actually run out of water, like there's actually no water left. And those towns will close up as towns. They will cease to exist. They will become ghost towns. Um, So, yeah, we're facing a crisis. They're not expecting rain to come um, until 2022 uh, in in the outback or western, you know, parts of Australia. Very serious stuff. This is the uh, Downing Family. If that don't make you want to go, you're listening to Faith FM. John saw a golden city, New Jerusalem come down. Twelve jasper walls and gates of pearl, such splendor all around. And he tells about a river of life that flows beneath the throne Where we'll drink and live eternally in a mansion all our own Oh, if that don't make you want to go, brother If that don't make you want to go, sister If that don't make you want to go to heaven I don't know what does curse of sin No sickness and no cross to bear and death can't enter in No fighting and no battlefields No war, no enemy Where the lamb and lion lay side by side in that land of perfect peace Oh, if that don't make you want to go Brother, if that don't make you want to go Sister, if that don't make you want to go to heaven I don't know what does Our faith will be made sight It's a glorious land of endless day Where Jesus is the light Got a lot of friends and loved ones there And a Savior I will meet And I'll lay my crown of jewels down When I bow at Jesus' feet Oh, if that don't make you want to go Brother, if that don't make you want to go Sister, if that don't make you want to go to heaven I don't know what does I don't know what
Welcome back, guys. That was the Downing family. If they don't want to make you go, and if that don't want to make you wake up in the morning, why, why, why is the producer laughing at me? I, d- I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. But I think the meaning of the song is if that do- doesn't make you want to go to heaven, I don't know what will. And yeah, I what I was going to say, if they don't want to make you wake up in the morning, then uh, nothing will. That's a, a lively song to get you going for the breakfast show. True story. Lyle. Yes. Clue number two. Yes. I was allowed to get married after receiving a sandal. <laughs> Such an awesome story. I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories. A whole sermon on this. One yeah, of my favorite sermons. Yeah, you do. It's a good one. I've heard it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. But yeah, who, who got the uh, the marriage jandal? <laughs> Very important flip-flop to have. Yep. <laughs> oh, Lyle, got some, oh, by the way, if you do know the answer to who that might be, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. You can text 0491-064-669. Lyle, cool news, dude. Yep. Mm. Do you wear sunscreen? No, in Tasmania. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Tasmania is crazy. Yeah. My Sri Lankan... Uh my Sri Lankan skin, even in Tasmania, will burn. Yeah, yeah, it will. Because um, you do have a bit of a sort of a year-round natural tan, a bit of extra pigment in you. It's the um, best. I, I, try, I try and avoid sun cream. I know that's not very Australian of me. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I agree. Because I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about all the cams. Like, my skin doesn't really like it. I wore it when I was in Africa on safari because, you know, you have like a, a topless car and uh, the sun's just beating down in the African sun. And um, and so I did. It was like the first time in years that I'd worn sun cream, and it was just oh, my skin was like you know, sort of uncomfortable with the sunscreen. It was greasy. Oh, I hated it. I I'll wear it if I go sailing for a full day. Yeah, because you get two doses of sunlight: one off the water, one off the right um, mm-hmm. sky, and that can be pretty brutal. I will. I avoid it unless I know that if I don't avoid it, I will burn. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like squeezing all of those right. chemicals into my pores the sun is a natural um, is a natural thing and the fact is that if you are on a low fat diet which I am mm-hmm. a low flat plant based diet the sun when it hits your skin creates vitamin D right. if you are on a high fat meat diet the sun when it hits your skin creates cancer cells mm-hmm. and so the sun is not you know we're, we're so freaked out about the sun here in Australia we ended up with vitamin D deficiency yeah uh, which is, you know, another disaster. Uh, the sun is a natural thing. It is supposed to be there. It is supposed to hit your skin, and you are supposed to. Uh, you, you you are not going to do well without getting some sun on your skin. That's right. Now yeah. you got red hair and fair skin. Hey, you're not going to need to take, take some precautions. Take, take it, it easy. easy. Yeah, take yeah. Easy. You don't need to be out there all day. No. Well, yeah. I um, I prefer just to slip on a shirt. You know, I know it's slip, slop, slap, slide now. Um, but I just prefer to slip on like a like a scarf. Slide. Slide on a pair of sunnies, they say. Oh, <laughs> you know, I wear sunnies so rarely. Yeah. I never even I never even carry sunnies in my car. Yeah, yeah. You you know what? You you know this is here's a fun fact for you. Go on. Uh, that your skin um, receives um, hormones to protect you from the midday sun by. Through your eyes, by your eyes picking up morning light. So if your really? eyes pick up morning light, mm-hmm. okay, it sends a signal to your body. So your body says, oh, it's going to be midday in a few hours, and it starts releasing hormones into your skin to protect you from the midday sun. Oh, that's cool. So you know what we all do? We all drive to work. The sun comes up. As soon as the sun comes up, we pop on the sunnies, and we wonder why we get sunburned. 
Hey, yeah. that's very interesting. So I avoid sunnies. I I very very rarely wear sunnies. I have sort of taken up wearing hats somewhat during summer mm-hmm. these days, just to keep a bit of shade across my eyes. But it's not hugely. Yeah, yeah, it's not a, it's not it's not a huge thing for me. I'm not a huge hat wearer. I'm definitely not a sunny wearer, and uh, even more rarely. Put on sun cream. Now, there's probably a whole bunch of people out there right now like, this is such terrible advice. This is me. This is my life. This is my skin and I know my body. I'm not recommending this for everybody out there. I hope you understand that. Especially if you don't have a healthy diet. Um, Yeah. In which case, the sun is your enemy. You need to protect yourself. That's right. (laughs) I have some good news though about sun cream. Um, so, a team of international scientists have found an environmentally friendly way of producing potential sun creams by using guess what ingredient, Lyle. And I'm very interested in this because if this works, I might be convinced to wear sun cream more often. Uh, avocado. Oh, you're, you're like pretty close. Really? I just I, pulled that out of my head. I didn't think you'd get so... I mean, you're not, it's not right, but you, you're close. You're around the corner. Cashew shells. Like around the corner from avocado. Well, it's like, a, you know, food. Small round food. Yeah. <laughs> That's around the corner from an avocado. Yeah. Okay. I, they both grow on a creek tree too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cashews grow on Nuts a tree. Nuts mystify me a little bit. Where do they come from? They're seeds, Mon. <laughs> Nuts aren't seeds. Are they seeds? I've got no idea. Like I said, nuts mystify me a little bit. Anyway, so they're calling themselves green chemists and they're from the University of Witwatersrand um, along with some colleagues from the universities in Germany, Malawi and Tanzania uh, have been working on techniques to produce uh, useful compounds from fast-growing non-edible plant waste. So not looking to like, you know, make this a new harvest. They're trying to, you know, figure out a way to actually find waste that's just going in the bin and recycle that. And they're doing that through a chemical process named xylol chemistry, which is basically wood chemistry. Um, so this is really, really cool because if there's some way that we can find, you know, find a way to manufacture something that we're already using en masse, um, using the ingredients from something that we're currently chucking in the bin. It's just, oh, I'm so excited about this. So they use the cashew nut shells um, and they produce a new... Uh, sort of aromatic compound that show good UVA and UVB absorbance, uh, which may be applied to protect humans as well as polymers or coatings from harmful rays uh, from the sun. So this has actually just been covered, um, published in the European Journal of Organic Chemistry. Um, you know, I'm really excited about this because I actually know I know a lot of people who have reactions to to sun cream. Yes, I know a guy. I remember at summer camp when I was growing up in WA. One of the staff, he actually would burn if he put sun cream on. It had the reverse effect on him, and he would show it because we were like, "That's not true." And he would be like, "Here," and he would put like a just a a patch on his arm of sun cream. At the end of the day, that patch was burnt, and the rest of him was fine. Oh mm. wow! Yeah, it's insane. That's so not freaky. not everyone um not everyone can handle sun cream, and I know there's a lot of mums out there who are now starting to go, "Hang on, what on earth are they sticking in sticking in sun cream?" And they're worried about all the chemicals that are in sun cream, and uh, and stick them on their children because you know children's skin is so absorbent, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, and this is great. So cashews are you know a nice natural um natural nut that grows on a tree. Just, oh, uh, just, up, to, just to educate you him on. Here's that's a, picture. a cashew that's tree. Lyle's showing me a picture of a cashew tree. Like I would uh-huh. never have guessed. I mean, I can see the little cashew. Sh- wow, it looks like a massive tomato with a cashew um, popping out the bottom of it. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah. Who would have thought? That yep. is so. 
I'm blown away. This is this is this is the effects of of, of Western civilization. We're so disconnected from our food source. <laughs> We have no idea. I remember one time, while well, when I was living in America, and I had to uh, organize a photo shoot on a, on a of an orchard, in, in an orchard, sorry. And I called up a, a farm, an orchard orchard farm place, and I asked them whether or not we could take pictures in amongst their trees, just to make sure you know we had permission. And I was like, "Yeah, we just need some pictures with like you know some nice sort of appley trees." And the lady got so angry at me, and she's like, "You stupid millennials have no idea. Fruit doesn't grow all year round. There's no apples on those trees right now. It's not apple season." <laughs> <laughs> I felt so stupid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, how many kids have uh, how many kids in, in in primary school have refused to ever drink? Milk again after having gone to a dairy, dairy. and realised that milk's come out of the bottom end of a cow. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like really, that's where milk came from. I thought milk came from a bottle. But she had a good point because she was like, "You go to the supermarket every day, and, and you see apples every day, every day of the year. There's apples in the supermarket, and so you just think apples grow year round. But you should come to my farm, and you'll see apples don't grow all year round. And so, yeah, I was a little bit rebuked. But yeah, that's really cool. I had no idea um, cashews came like that. Uh, but yeah, so. This if you grow a cashew, if you grow a cashew tree and oh, have your own cashews, call. yes, we would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear all about it. Um, so yeah, so these cashew nutshells—they're uh, actually a waste product in the cashew farming community, and apparently it's quite a bit of an issue, especially in Tanzania. Apparently they're like oh. they're just inundated with cashew nutshell like waste and trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, so finding a, a useful, sustainable way to use it up. Um, has, has, as you can see right here, being led to a completely new environmentally friendly way of doing things. Um, and this team is so, they, they believe in, in this so much, they've actually filed a patent application um, and they started to uh, commercialize the process in South Africa. So there you go. South African cashew shell Who sun cream going to be hitting the shelves soon. I'm so excited. I can't wait to be like lathering up in cashews. I wonder if it smells a bit nutty too. <laughs> This is uh, Chelsea Moon with Jesus Paid It All. You're listening to Faith FM.
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8, or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. And we are still up at Big Camp. It is still the family fun day, and we are still recording interviews with everybody that we can find that is walking past. And Geraldine Prisbilko happened to be walking past. In fact, I walked past her, to be truthful. And uh, super glad that you can join us, Geraldine. Thank you. And you are from Adventist Health, is that right? Correct. Okay, so tell us, what what is Adventist Health? Where are you based? What do you cover? So we're based in Sydney, and we look after the whole South Pacific Division from Fiji to Vanuatu to New Zealand to Sydney. Okay, Australia. so that's a big chunk of territory, and I would say I would imagine that you've got some uh, a tremendous variation of health issues that you're dealing with, you know, between say some of those developing countries and Australia, and New Zealand. Absolutely. So in the developing countries like the Pacific, Fiji, uh, one of the key areas that we focus on is the Ten Thousand Toes campaign initiative, which is on diabetes. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, so what's to- ten th- what does toes have to do with diabetes? Well, why, why, why have you called it Ten Thousand Toes? Because uh, unfortunately, when you get diabetes, uh, there comes a time that sometimes some people have to get their body parts removed, amputated. Okay. Now, in the uh, you say there's a big issue in the South Pacific. How big of an issue is it in the South Pacific? Well, Fiji has one of the highest diabetes rates in the world. Oh, wow. wow. Like as in, uh, do you, could you... Prevalence. Yeah. Would, yep. Do you have figures on how high that would be? Uh, I think it's between 30 plus percent. Like 30 plus percent? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's massive. That's an epidemic. Yeah. It is so an epidemic. When you say 10,000 toes, like, is that like you're just trying to save 10,000 toes and then you're done? Or like, no. why is 10,000 the, the number? Uh, well, basically, what, what we're wanting to do is to save as many toes as, as possible. But we've called it the 10,000 toes campaign because we're trying to show that we want to help 
many many people okay. and it's yep. such it's such a big condition over there that when we have been launching this campaign in Fiji we've had people from the government to health industry etc all wanting to get behind us to help us in create this movement to detect diabetes early and with um, the diabetes issue in the South Pacific has that always been there is this is this a disease that has always affected this region of the world and now we're just starting to do something about it look it's it's grown and as the pacific has more of a western diet Mm-hmm. these figures start to increase more and more. Why have they got so much more diabetes than we do? Because we have a Western diet. Yes, but we've got the... What, what tends to happen too in some of these countries is that the food, the produce that they actually um, grow, they actually sell that and then they eat the white rice, they eat the white bread and they eat all these different things. And so that... So they're selling the good stuff and buying the bad stuff. Correct. Oh, wow. What and a tragedy. They, and they think it's that's the Western diet and that's the sum and total of the Western diet and that's some sort of like... Is it supposed to be a sort of like a... Like a like a feather in their cap to be able to live off the Western diet. I realise they're actually doing themselves a lot of harm. Look, when you go into the supermarkets, like I lived in Micronesia in Guam, and you would see the number of people go and buy spam. We don't eat that. Tea. No, we eat that tea. No, but no. that's what they do: tin cans and and food and processed food is very heavily on their shopping list. Wow. Yeah, amazing. And so we're, in Australia, it's bit, we're getting more educated, but still, if you look at the stats, 9 out of 10 people today, adults, die of non-communicable diseases, even in Australia. Of lifestyle diseases. Okay, lifestyle so that's, diseases. Yeah, and, and Cancer, that's, diabetes, that's, heart disease. That's what I wanted to come to is uh, what you're doing in Australia and New Zealand. So we talked about you know 10,000 toes in the Pacific. Um, we also have diabetes. We also have massive amount of heart disease. Um, what are you doing here in, in, in these countries? Well, one of the resources that Dr. Hans Deal developed, uh, and in conjunction with Sanitarium as well, uh, is the CHIP pr- uh, resource, and that really the Complete Health Improvement Program, and that's been designed specifically to help you understand uh, about your diet, about exercise, about lifestyle diseases, and how you can help in that situation. Yeah, what are when the you steps said, you need to do? When you said chip, I was sort of thinking, you know, potato chips and uh, <laughs> thinking, yeah, no, that might not be so good for my health. But, uh, okay, so complete... Health Improvement health Program. Health Improvement Program. Fantastic. And it's scientifically proven. There's over 30-plus journal articles, uh, that peer-reviewed articles, that actually show the how you can improve, particularly like type 2 diabetes and things like that. So if, there's, if we've got a listener out there today who wants to um, access, say, a chip program, something like this, um, if they got in contact with us, um, we could possibly find something that was happening in there. This is a program that happens in many areas around Australia? Correct, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Now, you were talking earlier about something called Elia. Yes. What was okay, so <laughs> tell us all about that. What's that, what's that all about? So Elia Wellness is uh, a new brand that has been developed to focus on lifestyle medicine. And so we're developing a digital platform, which actually will become the go-to place for lifestyle medicine. So when you're looking for truth, when you're looking at how do I overcome diabetes, what can I do about that, etc., you can go to this site and this will tell you more. And this will be launching in a bigger way in August this year. Okay, so this is um, lifestyle medicine. Um, are we? Uh, is this is this scientifically based, or are we just talking about you know some of the uh, yeah? There's some pretty questionable stuff out there when it comes to lifestyle at times where you sort of wonder, well, you know, are these people just, um, you know, a little bit too alternative? So there is so much research now which shows how diet affects your lifestyle, 
which actually contributes to type 2 diabetes, cancer, and also heart disease. And so uh, exercise, lifestyle, sleep, etc., all of these different components all play a big contributor to it. And really, when you look at lifestyle diseases, what's the best way to treat lifestyle diseases? Preventative. Preventive. Don't get it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So what can you do to actually reduce the risk of you actually getting it? And so it's best to treat lifestyle diseases with lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Amen. Absolutely. Now, you called it Elia. What does Elia mean? So Elia stands for Empowering Lifestyle Innovation Advocates. So our whole piece here is we want to help equip the community with health professionals with the ability to have the latest information in this area so they can actually become advocates for lifestyle medicine, which is really about looking at the evidence-based lifestyle uh, components like sleep, uh, exercise, diet, etc., and showing you all the evidence behind that to improve your overall wellness. Okay, so lifestyle medicine has been around for what, you know, in the mainstream for the last 30 years or so. Why don't we already have something like Elia in operation? Why has it taken this long? Good question. Why? <laughs> so I don't want to get into a political just conversation. Need, just needed, needed Geraldine to come along and say, hey, we need this. Let's make it happen. Well, it's like, you know, Medicare doesn't really support this. All right. So in terms of when you go to a, a doctor, many a times you get like 10 minute visits, yep. 5, 10, 15 minutes. Bulk build, you, you, build. You, 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 Doctors actually end, don't have time to actually spend the time in talking about these things. Uh, diet isn't even part of uh, a doctor's degree. Mm, that's right, a little bit scary. Right. Well, we, yeah. interviewed, we interviewed Marsha Williams, Williams the other day and she was doing her, um, her course in medicine and uh, music. She was doing she was doing medicine she, yeah, before she, was, she did music, yeah. and she was telling us how that um, you know there was they were fighting cancer, and then you need your body needs x amount of energy to be able to fight cancer, and all of that could, energy could be found in one Mars bar. So just give them a Mars bar every day. Yeah. That was, literal, that was <laughs> literally she, what yeah. she was being and she taught. She did say that as part of her studies to become uh, a doctor, a physician, that there was there was like no nutrition education whatsoever as part of the part of the course which is crazy when you think of how many diseases are caused by diet well, particularly in the western world us yeah it, it uh, you know lifestyle diseases what is what is killing we were just over in Ethiopia different different story over there different kinds of diseases but it's interesting to see how that as soon as a country starts to develop you know, the communicable diseases start to back off and the lifestyle diseases start to take over. Yeah. Rich man's disease. Yeah, the rich man's disease. Yeah. 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 Of, course, of course, trauma is a, is a big killer over there. Um, yeah, we, we, we only hit one cow on the way to the airport, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, just one cow. Just one. Well, I almost <laughs> hit a kookaburra driving here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, okay, so with... Um, Elia. Elia, that's right. I was just get that word correct there. You are, this is, this is a resource centre, that's the, the, the idea behind it? Correct. We want it to be the go-to place when you're looking at this area of lifestyle medicine. So we will have numerous resources, information, articles. Uh, there'll be things in the future that we will launch, which I can't actually share now, but Ooh. we will share later in another, another interview. But the whole idea here is that you can go here and help the community to live a better life, live their best life. Okay, so this is a way that you, resources that you can get so that you can then work in your community to further educate, you know, spread the word, so to speak. Absolutely, as well as you doing it first. So we believe in the acronym LETS. Uh, So 
Dr. Dara Morton, um, when we did the Live More Project, which is an emotional wellness uh, resource, looked at the acronym of LETS, which is learn, experience, think, and then share. So we want people to actually experience it themselves, be totally like, uh, you know, really you know can have that experience and that positive experience then goes into like you know what i want to do something about this and have let other people have the benefit as well that's a really great acronym i really like that acronym but i was just wondering when you said you know this is a way that we can equip ourselves to then go teach other people like is this like for the average joe for the average jill and then you know in in what sense do you mean educate other people in our communities do you mean like we will be holding like cooking classes in our living rooms or just enabling us to have uh, more informed conversations with like people we meet at the supermarket line. Like, you know, what's like the, where's it like, you know, how's the rubber actually hit the road in this situation? Well, our goal really is to have many small groups or with like-minded, working together with like-minded people who are passionate. So it might be about cooking classes. It could be like walking groups. It could be photography classes. It could be a whole range of different things that help people improve in these seven dimensions of wellness, which is the physical which is the spiritual, the emotional, the social. So the emotional was really like, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, being emotional, emotionally well. You're looking at the vocational, looking at your career, your service. You're looking at the intellectual, so the cognitive part of your brain. Uh, and then looking at environmental. So what's your footprint, carbon footprint? How are you impacting the environment? And how does the, impa- and how does the environment impact you? So we're looking at all these different seven elements. When you bring it all together, you get whole person health. And that's what we want to focus on. Mm, yeah, fantastic. You're definitely speaking um, Mon's language right here. <laughs> but, um, Geraldine, I do want to ask you about what happened today because I just have to build a brief word picture for our listeners. Geraldine had, like, the biggest booth here on... I'm sure it was a whole area and there was so many people working that booth. It was so busy. Have you got any idea how many people went through your uh, your expo today? We think it's over about 160. And that's, that's our side. But that, and then we obviously, Camilla, uh, she was looking after the health kids program. They mm-hmm. had a whole, whole lot of kids going through theirs as well. And the whole purpose really was focusing on the physical and looking at how we can help people improve their physical. And yeah. there was, like, different stations that people went through, height, weight, BMI, and then their blood pressure, uh, looking at um, their lungs as well, and then looking at step tests, the exercise, fitness tests there, massage, and then a health consult at I the think, end. I think the massage is why everybody was lining up. You I was going to say, there was massage. <laughs> there was <laughs> massage. <laughs> why did I have to yeah. work? No, it was, um, it was, it was fantastic. And, and, and when I heard Geraldine was here I'm like I have to get Geraldine while she's here she's such a busy person and this will be my one and only opportunity I went over there and it was just absolute craziness with the amount of people that were lined up to go through that program and uh, so you certainly created a stir over there, Geraldine, and, and a bunch of young people working for you, helping you out. Um. Yeah, it was awesome. We had a group from Arise come and help us. Uh, we had 40 from there. We had health professionals uh, that came and helped us. We had people from our work come from Sydney, uh, and all of us came together to make this happen. And we just, I just want to thank God that it didn't rain, because it was actually forecasted really to rain. Was, I know. Yeah. It's been forecast to rain all weekend, and it just keeps coming out with these just glorious, beautiful, perfect, beautiful days. You know, yeah. 
each Amazing. day. I had to ask people to stand out of the, stand in the shade yeah. as, as they were waiting. So we don't want people to catch skin cancer while they're um, waiting to get their health checked. Yeah, yeah overdo the vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> with um, with the health checks that you did today, did you have people came through that were had serious illnesses and, and things that they needed to address? We do. I mean, obviously, I can't share too much no, no, on no, this. For sure, sure, but yeah. you know, at the end of the days, when we've done these types of health tests, we've actually found people who actually had diabetes and they didn't even oh, realise it. Really? Yeah, we've had people. For example, I know uh, in Waitara they held one there, and there was a man who went through, and uh, one of the doctors said, "You need to go see your doctor." He came back when they did their next health expo in front of Westfield. And he actually came up to thank uh, one of the doctors, Dr. Andrew, uh, Dr. David Pennington, to say, thank you, you saved my life. I had to get stents put in. Oh, that's getting it a bit close. Whoa. Absolutely. Now, the expos that you're running, this is available for people to run, um, to be trained up and then to run around the, the country? Correct, it will be. And so we'll be launching this more. Today we, we had it here at Big Camp. and we'll be running It was a great trial. It was a great trial. Right around, um, it's, it's electronic system that's a database and uh, plat- digital platform that, that supports it, um, that provides the, the support. And we actually will be developing this for the islands as well. Really? Mm. The same kind of... Because this, is, this is looking Absolutely. at lifestyle. Yeah. So we had one of the doctors here, Dr. Ale Partey from Fiji, and after we finished, he said, Geraldine, this will work in the Pacific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I believe it. It's going to be amazing. I can't to see it. Get there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate um, you coming on the show. And uh, right now we're going to take a quick song break. Then we'll have the 8 o'clock news and we'll be back with Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. Thank you.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Listen. Sydney Wolverton. I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour, so Anna Beden. It is also very simple. And Kemi Ogendi. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6.30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 0413122348 now to book your seat. Is forgiveness, or the lack of forgiveness, eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe. Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea. A great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart I know that while in heaven he stands No tongue can bid me thence depart When Satan tempts me to despair And tells me of my guilt within Upward I look and see Him there Who made an end of all my sin Because the sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on Him and pardon me Behold Him there, the risen Lamb My perfect, spotless righteousness Great unchangeable I am The King of glory and of grace One with Himself I cannot die My soul is purchased by His blood My life is hid with Christ on high With Christ my Savior and Christ on high, with Christ my Saviour.